What's up, y'all? It's your boy Grind. I'm here with my homie Chucky Work Clothes. You know what I'm saying? It's to the left podcast. You know, we're gonna uh, chop it up, discuss different things, music, this dude's career, this dude's, uh, you know what I'm saying, rise to what he is. And, uh, you know, we're just gonna keep it real with you. We're gonna be fucking getting turned up on this guff shit. Ain't never tried it, but we're gonna let you know what we think. I like to stay hype and crunk, so. I already tried this tropical mango, and uh, yeah, for a sugar-free product, yeah, this shit is good. I got the Sour Patch Red Berry, and um, it tastes like Swedish fish. Yeah. Yeah, so you know the routine goes, cut the check or you'll never be on here again. Cut that fucking check, we drink that shit every motherfucking day. But yeah, anyway, so like I said, we're here to talk about everything, really. So, off top, like I said, this is my dude Chucky. We're going to jump right into it, man. So, really, we want to let the people know who you are. So, what inspired you? to get into all this fucking rap shit in the first place? Well, you know, the story goes, I've always been in the rap. You know what I'm saying? I was yeah. always the dude reading the rap magazines and, you know, had the last- XXL? Nah, you know, back before XXL, just the source and shit. Oh. Um, just was always into rap, but you know, almost like a a nerd for rap, yeah. you know, what was going on and, and stuff like that. And my dad was into music and he was a DJ and he was a deadhead and he used to go, you know, to hella shows and he was into music. So to where some you know, dudes with their parents, they might work on cars with their dad. They might, you know, build stuff with their dad. Me and my dad went record shopping. Record shopping. You know what I mean? So when my dad would be on the radio at the University of Indianapolis, he had a show uh, oh, shit. called The Free Zone, yeah, for like 30 years. So when what? I, yeah, you didn't know my pops had that? Hell no, nah, man. Yeah, 88.7 FM WICR. As far as I know, um, I'd have to ask him, man. I know he don't do it no more, but I feel like the show, The Free Zone, mm -hmm. is still it's going. Still popping? Yeah. Um, he'd be in there live on the radio. I'd be across the hall in the other studios just slapping my music, man, loud as fuck. You know what I mean? Soundproof, you know, shit to where they can't hear what's going on out there and I'll just be, you know, playing. You say you of I? Yeah. Yeah, I picked up a lot of CDs from the Second Chance CD when it was there on Shelby. Oh, yeah, man. You that know, was when I was shit. just in the little building? Yeah. Like, that's where I got my first E40 CD, all that kind of shit. Why? Um, but anyways... Back to the so I was always into music, always into rap in particular, man. Ever since I was a little kid, we was always getting drunk, freestyling into it. Um, you know, Joe, yes, sir, um, who we grew up with or whatever. Um, when we got a little older, he had got out of prison, he had a bunch of books, of material, and a bunch of songs. Um, and I was just basically telling him, man, you know, I fuck with some of that shit. Like, some of that shit is really worth putting down. Like, I, I fucks with that shit. I believe in that shit. I was living in Lake Piedmont at the time. And there was a little record store right there in that plaza or whatever. So we was going around there. Yeah. <laughs> and we was checking out local shit that was going on. And I was telling him, like, shit, we're at least that good, you know what <laughs> I mean? I really think we might even be a little, you know what I mean? Like, compared to, like, some of what we was hearing, so. Yeah, definitely. When he came with that material, man, that, that made me want to start writing and, 
and 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 really trying to do it. So dive into it. Yeah, I feel like. Well, you remember we was always uh, rapping and stuff like that. Me and you used to freestyle battle each other sometimes when we was like eighteen. Up in Pizza Hut. Yeah. Washing motherfucking dishes. Yeah. So battle rapping is the. Yeah. So me and Grime <laughs> used to battle and shit. Um, but yeah, it was when Joe Joe came home and he had that material. Um, just through believing in him, you know, I wanted to be a part of it. I started really um, working on my own shit, man. Working on my own rhymes. I always uh, um, believed in what I was trying to do, content-wise. Yeah. Even though starting out, I wasn't the best rapper. My delivery wasn't good and stuff like that. I always believed in where I was going, what I was saying, what I was portraying, what I was putting out content-wise, because it was real. It was. You know what I'm saying? So... And I can, uh, I mean, I can vouch for all that shit, because I was there, you, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I was there when we was rapping in fucking Pizza Hut. Yeah. And then, you know, we had different jobs, and we didn't see each other for a while, but I remember LJ's, you coming up like, I know you. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, I know you too. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And yeah. like, we hadn't seen each other forever, but I mean, that's what it was. Like, at that point, I had never heard you on a track at Pizza Hut. No. Nah. I just heard what it was with us. Right, right, right. And then at that point, you had jumped into the game and, you know what I'm saying? What you just said. Your delivery wasn't the best at that point. No. Nah. But the thing about you was, dude, you fucking drip confidence. Yeah. And you stayed at that shit. Yeah. And you brought more people than anybody. Yeah. And you had fucking support. And you rallied behind that shit, dude, and you kept going. And, like, I'm honored to say that I've been a part of just fucking watching you progress as uh, a motherfucking artist, as a motherfucking man. You know what I'm saying? I mean... Oh, gee, shit, bro, really. Man, salute, grind, for <laughs> real. Yeah, no, sh no shit. I I've, told, I've told plenty of people, like, yeah, you, you, you're really one of the only ones that was, like, been there since, like, the beginning. Like, because, like I said, before we ever even did any records or put anything down, we knew each other from working together and partying and shit like that. But it's like, as soon as... Like you said, we, we didn't see each other for a few years, you know, after motherfuckers get out of high school. It was years. Motherfuckers, you know, motherfuckers going about their life. So, yeah, it was like however many years. But, yeah, when we did our very first show at LJ's, you was there. I was there. Yeah. <laughs> Which, Grime was still rapping, doing his thing with, what, cold-blooded at the time. And well, man, yeah, no. The way I look at it is like, you know, Cold-Blooded was really interested in my homie Nate. Right. And they were like, yo, Nate, we want you to rap with us. Basically, like, he was fucking with Fat Man at the time. And they were like, come over here. But me and Nate had linked up from one of our homies, you know what I'm saying? And we made a track, and we meshed pretty fucking good. So we started shitting out hella fucking music, and they wanted Nate. Right. And it was kind of like a courtesy shit, really, like... Oh, and your boy Grime can come too. Right. Not knowing who the fuck I was. Right. Because once I came on there, the main dude from Cold Blooded, what what he tell me? You my favorite rapper. <laughs> you my favorite man. You fucking kill that shit. So yeah, I would say that I was more of an affiliate. Right. You know what I'm saying? I was down with them. They was they's my homies. They still my homies. You know what I'm saying? What's right. up, about Bub? I still talk to that motherfucker all the time. But I don't. You know what I'm saying? I did an album for them mm -hmm. under an alias, Grimy Child. Right. Because that's what he called me. So, you know what I'm saying? I've always been my own dude, but since my homie fucked with them and they were like, yeah, 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 I did a little something with them, but nah. Anyway, though. Yeah, whatever the case was, that's, that's was. when we linked back up in music and in life, you know? Yeah, I started recording you. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And at first it was like, yeah, yeah, I get that money. I get that yeah. money for recording. But after you came so many times, dude, I really was like, I ain't tripping on none of it. Let's just do this. Yeah. I got you. 
what I'm saying? You would come through and we pass that shit to the left. To me, that was good enough. I mean, well, because nah. I noticed your passion and how genuine you were for it. Well, and at that you know time, you know, the only thing that I was running into fucking with other dudes is shit. Dudes just trying to get their $20 an hour. You know what I'm saying? And not really giving a fuck about the product. And, you know what I'm saying? I'm seeing, you know, dudes not taking it as seriously as me. You know what I'm saying? Dudes not yeah. believing that, you know, where we was going or or just not it, it, it's it's gonna take it's gonna take some time before you get acquainted with the the right people yeah you know so yeah and really uh, to the motherfuckers who was not giving you all their time for 20 bucks that's their motherfucking job that should have given that shit all the attention they needed that's some hoe shit yeah you know hey like I said it just it takes it takes time and um you gotta go through what you go through to see who's who. You know what I mean? Yes, sir. So, uh, on to something else, man. I think I might know, but everybody else might not know. When it comes to this shit, who's your biggest influence in music? Well, put me wrong, bro. Nah, you you know my favorite rapper of all time. Is E40. Yeah. And I don't know if that translates into my music or not because even if a person was trying, you can't sound nothing like E40. You know what I mean? rapping underwater. But where I do think um, it does show the influence is, you know, my willingness to still sing the hook, even though I can't sing, but like to me that's, you know, you hear 40, you can't stop me, man. I'm taking money to the bank, didn't have to, you know what I mean? Yeah. 40 would, you know. It's the expression. Yeah, you know. And most motherfuckers are afraid to do that. I was smelling through the park one day. <laughs> smelling that, you know what I mean? Yeah. So even though 40 couldn't, you know, exactly sing in a, you know, normal sense of singing, the way that he did it was, was ill. And I, I've done that on a lot of records and never, you know, shot away from... <clears throat> Doing it if I sounded good doing it, you know yeah. what I mean? If it wasn't a hook for me or it needed to be sung in a way that I could, we get, you know, something else. But I always tell people, man, um, like I said, Second Chance CDs, probably 1995 when I was like 11 years old, that's when I picked up my first D40 CD out there. But I know you remember, and even NAP, yeah. In the 90s was West Coast in, influenced as far as their beats, their rhymes. That was like, you know, reality rap, you know, kind of the same content that was coming from the West. But like, like I said, my dad had the radio show and he was a DJ when when I was a kid. So he used to know all the DJs and stuff like that. He knew Rusty real well. Um, him and Rusty was boys. So when Rockin' Billy's was up on Keystone, um, a lot of people probably remember this. Damn. If you knew somebody in there, if a record was coming out on Tuesday, you could go up to Rockin' Billy's and get it on Friday. Um, yeah, I ain't know nobody up there. Yeah. Uh, I used to live up there. Yeah, so, but, so at that time, 95, 96, and stuff like that, I mean, man... West Coast shit was what was selling out of all the record stores in Nap. You know what I'm saying? Your E-40s, your Cebos, your Spice Ones, this is pre-No Limit. You know what yeah. I mean? So pre-No Limit, that's what... Pre-No Limit, I was throwing up them doves. Well, yeah, but that's... <laughs> that's it. Exactly. Yeah. I was throwing them doves so much, I said, fuck the East Coast. <laughs> I like none of them. I didn't like Jay. I didn't like Nas. I was like, you know what? Nah, I'm riding with my dudes, man. Fuck them. Yeah. <laughs> the West was where it was at, man. No, from the G-Funk era to, the, um, you know, Mob, the, the Bay Area, like, you know, 
All that shit. And, and I, I'm as far as out here, what we grew up on, what we was listening to. Yeah, you know. And then after that, it was it was no limit. You know what I mean? Was running it. Eh, I was a. Uh... I was all Birdman, man. I rocked with the Cash Money. Yeah, but I feel like they. But you know what I'm saying? After they, they did. I mean, P opened the floodgate to the south, but you know, I just remember being down in Florida one time, and I was in a second chance CD place like that. Yeah. And I saw this album that had a Hummer flipped over on fire, and this motherfucker pulling a little bandana around his neck, and I was like, "Damn, that cover looks tight. Who's this motherfucker named Juvenile?" Yeah. And never heard of them. You know, this was before 400 Degrees. This was Soldier Rags. I put that motherfucker in. And yeah, it was From slapping. that day on, bro, I was slapping nothing but Slim, baby. BG, you know what I'm saying? But, uh, yeah, man, West Coast was the shit. So. At that time. So, so, but that's. Okay, so we. You take the G Funk era, the two. But when I. Man, when I heard, like, the production that 40 and them was having and just it was it, it was crazy man that became the the sound that I just most loved man yeah and I feel like it's real music man like it's a it's a thousand percent authentic you know what yeah. I mean so hey that East Coast shit was tight too though so oh man I know that now I know that now I ain't hating on them they were dope but you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I was biased. I still am. You start to understand Jay-Z and Nas a little bit better when you get a little uh, bit older. Jig is my shit. Yeah. Jig is my shit. So, aside from music, man, when it comes to life, dude, like, some of the biggest influences in life to just be an upright dude, man. Influences in life, man. I just, uh... I mean, it uh, sounds like your uh, pops was a big influence as far as I, I feel like love of music. I feel like yeah, my dad definitely influenced me without trying to influence me in that way to be into music. Um, as far as you know, my uh, influences in in life, man, it is you know anybody else that I know that's person uh you know that i know personally that's um something that i can really look up to um that's a tough question man i mean i'm not i'm not necessarily patterning anything that i'm doing after anybody but anybody that you do see around me quite often um I do respect and I have learned things from. Yeah. So my biggest influences in life might be the people that you see me around often. You know yeah. what I mean? Because think about it. If they're not influencing me in the right way, why would I be around them often? True. You know what I mean? That wouldn't yeah. make no sense. So, man, shout out to everybody that you know that I rock with all the time that you see me with that uh that I work on music with that I, I work you know at my other gigs with um shit you know I just I'm full time with the pop shit you know what I mean um never gonna give up on that uh shit that's that's my real life's work you know what I mean Man, so just, important you, too. you know you know the real influences you know Shit, shout out to my grandpa, man. You know, you know, stayed married to my grandma, you know, until the day that he died, no matter um, how much, you know, bullshit that I did when I was a teenager. He was the only one, you know, brave enough or real enough to, 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 um, push you on game. Tell, tell me a lot of things in a way that I didn't understand at the time, but nobody else was telling me that I can uh that I can sit with today and man all that shit uh all that shit really means uh a lot to me, you know what I mean? So yeah, well, shout out to my grandpa for the tough love, man, when you talk about influences shit. 
He put in his work, man. He took care of his family. Uh, he was he was a good dude. People used to love to be around him. He was a fool when he was drunk. Um, <laughs> I never met him, man. I met your grandma. But, um, I mean, the reason I really asked that question was based off of something I saw you say. Uh-huh. And it was about your grandpa where yeah. you said, I wish I could tell him he was right about everything. Well, you know, man, me and my grandpa, like... Man, like most kids, when they get up, you know, in late teenagers and, um, you know, into their 20s, you know, you can't be told nothing, man. You're disrespectful, you know what I mean? Um, Uh Pride, ego, you know what I mean? You got it all figured out. Um, My grandpa... Might not have had the best communication skills in the world when it comes, you know what I mean? But yeah. um, neither do I, probably. You know what I mean? So hey. it's it's. Bro, I think we all lack in that. It's 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 all good. He put up with my grandma for, you know <laughs> what I mean? And and man, yeah, he gets a big salute for that, man. Yeah. So. I feel you, man. See, that's, yeah. that's the shit. That's the shit we do on here, man. This ain't gonna be what you think, man. We're gonna talk about everything in this bitch. Like, life yeah. in general and everything. But, um, you know, so how long have you been making music? All in all. They, like, legitimately, like, putting out projects. Not freestyling and parties and shit like that. We, how long have you been putting out music? It's. It's 12 years now. Uh, 12? Yeah, uh, because we did our first tape in um, 2010. And what was that called? Express Life Volume 1. That was 2010, and then we did our first show in February 2011 at LJ's. Hell yeah. So, like, around the fall, winter 2010... We okay. was doing that first tape in a little one-bedroom apartment in the back of Lake Piedmont. Hell yeah. What was that? So, what was Ghetto Gold third? There was, let's see, Express Life Volume 1, Express Life Volume 2. I just remember making that cover for Ghetto, Ghetto Gold. Gold. Was three? Yeah. All right, that's what I thought. And then Express Life, Volume Three, um, and somewhere there around the same time was uh, the tape that I did with Hostile and KO. I don't even it's called. Uh, I don't even know if I ever heard that. Honestly. Yeah, it was called the prologue, man. You did the whole project with Yeah. Like how many songs? It was like, shit, probably, I don't know. More than five? Yeah, yeah, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Damn, I didn't know that. Yeah. So, how many projects you got all together? And you can include or exclude collaboration joints like that? How many solo joints you got? You know off top? Solos. How many professor words you got? You got five. There's five of those. Yeah. Um, and then what? Solos. So not like the ones me and you done together. Just solo solos. But I mean, yeah. Uh, let's see. Five professor works. Tax season. City blocks. City and truck blocks stops. and truck stops. Trousers. Trials and Tribulations of Chucky Work Close. Well, uh, no, every step I got what you're saying. Yeah, every step, take that one out. So, um, eight, eight, yeah, just solo solos, and then shit, probably at least another. Um, I know you got two with me, so that's 10. Sandy is 11. Yeah. You got I-65, right? Yeah, that's 12. Two with them seven. 
um, 14. The, yeah. the five that I named, the early ones, the Express, like one through three, Ghetto yeah. Gold, um, um, Prologue. Mm-hmm. Um, Country Boy Living. Oh. Um, so that's 20. 20, man. That's and a big fucking catalog, bro. There's something that I'm forgetting. I can't think of At least name. 20 projects. 20, man. That's yep. that's a thick-ass motherfucking catalog, man. bro. Man. Man. And, you know, like... I mean, you did that pretty quick. Nah, it's been longer than you think. It's been I mean, it is. 12 well, years. Time goes quick, man. 12 years, I don't see yeah. like shit, really. I got a few hundred songs, man. <clears throat> I've been blessed to be able to put down that much work. Um... I just hope people can see the progression. You know what I mean? Um, oh, I think that it's obvious. I never want to stop getting better, man. I I don't I don't even like putting stuff out no more if I don't feel like it's getting sharper in a way or it's um, if it's not as dope as what I did last. In my opinion, you know what I mean. I, I ain't in no hurry to. Whatever. So, you know, being at 20 projects or however many, that's with me. I've really slowed down on how much I was dropping in the last couple years because um, I'm getting more anal about my shit. Yeah. But I got to be. You know what I mean? Because I look at I look at volume five overtime desired city blocks and truck stops just to eat. Every step is proof. Hey, like every step is proof. You know every what I mean? Like a step. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, the, but that's what I'm saying. So, like, oh, no. And, and and shout out to M7. That's my dude, man, for life. Good dude. Loving to death. The first Consistency Theory record was so dope. Still is so dope. Stream that to your fucking phone breaks. I feel like that's when um, you could really start to see the progression. The stepping? Yeah, because I, I had definitely progressed, and shout out to Seven because, shit, he was holding his own on both them records. Yeah, and that's kind of like kind of like when me and you do songs, like, um, you know, of course it's not a competition between us in any kind of way, but like I know if you get your shit off on the record or whatever, I might have to come hard. Yeah, we push each other. Yeah. So probably really right here, one of the only motherfuckers that's ever made me even think about maybe rewriting or redoing <laughs> my shit. You know what I mean? So uh, that's funny, man. Yeah. Hey, I'm gonna let everyone know. This is the only dude who's ever been like, I think you could come harder and do that verse tighter. Where I've been like, I. Everybody else, I just be like. Well, not everybody else. Ain't nobody else ever told me that. Yeah. Most people I, I fucking rap with say what he just said. Damn. You made me want to rewrite my shit, man. Right. Why you do that to me? But, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's what's tight about us, man. Like, you know, a lot of people don't have a relationship where you can come to them and say, crime. Bro, you can come harder on that motherfucker. Man, but And look- then be like, you're right. 
and just throw the whole motherfucking verse away. Yeah, but after the fact, when you redid it, you it came tired. harder on that bitch. But I ain't gonna lie and say that when I listen to the song, I don't drive around and sing that old shit to myself, though, to be like, ooh, what that sound like? But I do like the, you know what I'm saying? It, yeah. was, it was good, man. And, you know, that's what motherfuckers need in the music game. A lot of people... It's all good because... They're afraid to do that. I, me and Grime both featured on um, uh, Princess Jinx record. And I'm thinking about redoing my verse again. You know what I mean? I don't know what I'm going to do. Uh, whatever. This is a, This might be a hard question, man. Like, I don't like to answer this question, so that's why I'm going to ask you. What's your favorite all-time song of yours? Like, the song you think out of everything you've ever made, this is the hardest motherfucker out. Um... Can, can I break it down into, like, um, songs that are maybe, like, you would listen to for, like, different moods, like, can, different... This is you, bro. You can say whatever you want. I ain't here to tell you what to say or not say. Right, 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 right. Yeah. You got a lighter? Yeah. Um... Um, real quick, personal favorites, man, it's tough. Buy a motherfucking bada. Yes, sir. Smoke that shit. Yes, sir. Um, all time favorite. Well, okay. Everybody's, everybody's, um, favorite record. And it is one of my favorite records just because of the relationship that me and Jai was able to build. Mm -hmm. um, shout out to the homie Jai all the time for the rest of my life, man. Shark um, living. Yeah, um, shit, definitely shit. Somebody who inspires the, uh, the fuck out of me, man, and, and pushes his whole label, you know, harder than I've any anybody I've ever seen. And really... He was the first person I linked up with that I collaborated with that pushed the song harder than what I was pushing. Yeah. Made me push. Because, you know, you know, I don't sit on that internet too much anymore. But I know you was around. You remember, I used to push. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yes, you did. That was another thing that made it obvious that, that I wanted it more than other dudes, by the way, that I used to push. And I seen the way Ja was pushing. And, you know, not just for himself and for others. Um, when I wrote my verse to that, you know, I was going through real life shit. Playboy, Playboy the Great, did the hook. Shout out to him. He did the beat too, right? Hook was perfect, yeah, made the beat. Jai later on, without me or him hearing each other's verses, you know, said later on, you know, he was going through some shit at the time when he wrote his shit. Um, what are we doing with the ashes? Man. Um. Right there. And it, and it just, and it just meshed together perfectly. Um. And it became just like a real good piece of motivation for people. Um. And, and people have hit me up for years and said, you know, hey, I, I, I listen to that song every day and and, and you know, whatever they use it for. This song got me through tough times and stuff like that. So I just, I think about success um, is not just about money, like, 
it's a lot of success to motivate others yes. just by speaking when you're and uh, so man that's that's one of my personal favorites man for that reason just because we was both going through our own shit we linked up because we genuinely fucked with each other and we still genuinely fuck with each other to this day um and uh you know that song just that song's close to perfect from the beat to yeah. the rhymes to the hook to everything so it's definitely that, fucking dope as fuck that's one of the ones that's close to um perfect as far as other personal favorites that people might know not know um as much I love the cruising record that I did with them seven on um the first consistency theory which one do you like more one you like that better than that remix though I'm talking about don't you got two cruisings yeah that's what I'm saying which version you like better you like you like the remix well, I like them both. We had C-Mob on the remix, so I mean... Did that cut off a verse? No. There's it three, just added? There's three verses on the remix, yeah. Just uh, two on the original? Both of them, the, the cruising song and the cruising remix. I love them both. Uh, I think it's tight you got C-Mob on there, man. He's a fucking legend. Right. Yeah, shout out to C-Mob, man. That's my dude, man. Um, hope to link back up with him. Shit. Soon, like, really, he's... He's he's laid um, blueprints that every Indiana artist <coughs> that wants to keep it underground and still be successful and keep growing and stuff like that. Hey, he's he's did his thing. You know what I mean. He didn't yeah. have to do no goofy shit. He didn't have to clout chase. He he got up there and spit that shit, and then you know finally got linked up with all the real spitters and shit like that. And I thought it was dope as fuck that like he really linked up with T Rock for a while back then. Yeah, I mean T Rock, man, that was my shit. I love slapping that, and like you know I had this old underground Midwest mobsters, I think it was called, and I think he was on that shit, man. And that's where I like for I. I don't remember, man. I don't remember what the fuck I originally saw him on, but I remember way back in the day, bumping C-Mob, and then watching that motherfucker kind of just go. Man, shout out to C-Mob when we had Crook, Crooked Eye at yeah. Carl's Tavern. Yeah, C-Mob came out there. Um, so, yeah, that was dope, and he watched the whole show, man, and um, shit. C-Mob was doing his thing, man. Like I said, uh, as far as what I can see, yeah, besides Freddie Gibbs, he's got to be the most notarized from Indiana. Yeah. But, man, other 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 songs, man, City Blocks and Truck Stops. Slaps. Um, man, they, they all mean something to me, man, because it, it's my real life. That's what I'm saying, man. That's you know a hard I mean? question, really. Uh, no, it is, but I, I especially I when it comes keep... to your shit, right? You know, what I'm oh, saying? it's hard to say. Same shit off the Just to Eat record with me and Grime, um, leaving with Grime and me. Uh, man, there's there's a too many. There's there's there's. <laughs> so. Then, you know, you got a lot of fucking features, bro. Out of all the fucking features you got, like, mainstream-wise, man. Well, really, you know what? Fuck it. It only got to be mainstream-wise. What's the, like, dopest feature you have that you, in your opinion? Like, when you got that shit back, like, out of all of the fucking shits you've done, you've been like, damn, that's it. You got heavy hitters. It's got to be the E40 verse. The <coughs> state to state. The only the only thing about the 40 verse
in the the whole song just doing it period is I wish that um, I would have known back then what I know now and had the same experience because I would have most definitely did the song and locked in a video for it and you know you know had a different person you know doing the mixing and stuff like that that tax season album uh i definitely wasn't linked up with the right people on mixing that and uh shit like that and you know um not that you know rbc and them wasn't trying to send me to people but the thing is the dude who engineered mixed that album is used to mixing nothing but east coast like lyricist type cats yeah um he didn't understand my sound at all yeah man a bad mix of fuck it up right and then um I wasn't linked up with Chop at that point, you know what I mean? It wasn't until I got um, with Chop that I had somebody who really understood my saying. I can listen to records like State to State, mm-hmm. and I just know what he would have did with them. And I, yeah. and I know that that album's a whole different ball game if I had the right resources and would have known to make the same moves but hey what do they say you live and you learn you live and you learn hell yeah so uh man Yeah, personal favorite songs, man. I got too, too many. I listen to my own music. I ain't gonna lie. I listen to my, to my guys' music in real life. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, how fucked did Tina Somnia come about? Well, um. Obviously, uh, when we first started out, the movement was Express Life. Yeah. But that was more so when, like, me and Joe was a duo. So when Joe didn't want to rap anymore and stuff like that, um, before I went to my name being Chucky Work Clothes, because I pretty much did that when I started doing my solo shit, but when yeah. he was doing the Express Life shit as Big Chuck and Joey Southside, I was already using the alias Chucky Work Close since the very first tape. Yeah. Yeah, you know what I mean? I was saying Chucky Work Close since the very first tape. Um, so it was like a nickname. E-40's my favorite rapper. I'm gonna give myself four or five fucking <laughs> nicknames when I, you know what I mean? Yeah. And I did. I gave myself other shit over the, so yeah, there you go. There's an example of the fucking influence. Uh, I never even fucking thought of that shit. thought it water. <clears throat> yeah, that's tight. <laughs> but yeah, you know, I remember Express Life and then so on the second tape, well, not okay. I was already pushing the Chucky work clothes um, alias, and Here you go. we was on some, you know, we don't trick to the hoes. We in our work clothes, you know, shit from the very first tape. That was the intro to repping my city. On the second tape, we had a song called Insomniac. I'm going hard insomniac, I'm talking no sleep. I'm getting money, I ain't worried where the hoes be. On the low key, Chucky really saying something. So, you know what I mean? So, we was, 
we was, you know, the Express Life shit was Fast Life, you know, whatever. But um, I was already pushing, like, hard work, no sleep, you know. Staying so, out there getting it. Yeah, so after the Express Life stuff was over, started Team Insomniac, man. Ran with it. Yeah, you know, started, yeah, just, you know. That's tight. Yeah, ran with it, man. Shout out to, man, everybody who's ever supported that, man. I've only, well, no, don't let me lie, because I've done a couple more recently that had the small Team Insomniac and then the quote on the back. But if you think about it, besides the Country Boy Living promo shirts, which we had a lot of those, I've only ever printed one shirt or I've only consistently printed one shirt and that's the classic Team Insomniac t-shirts and hoodies and man I been selling them for years man and like I said like I'm extremely grateful and uh but don't worry because I'm not gonna do it like that forever. Like we about to come with some new designs and, and, and shit like that. But hey, shout out to everybody who's supported the classic team Insomniac T because there's a lot of them out there. There are, man. Yeah. There are. But see that's that's what I'm what what I'm saying, man, like in me motivating people it's 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 motivated me and it yeah. stays motivating me you know what I mean yeah it should hey, you know a person comes to you and they say man when you said this I, I felt, felt that, that or I listened to this <laughs> shit it could be as simple as I listened to this shit on my way to work I listened to this shit at work come on man yeah that shit's tight, man. Uh, Shout out to Team Insomniac. Shit, what time is it? Uh, man, I can't see. For it's 12.23. It's late for an old man right now. Yeah. You know what I mean? It is late, we're man. Still, we're still up doing the extra shit. Yeah. If you could work with anybody out there, who would it be? It could be repeat. Cool on this? Yeah, I'm alright. Um, man, anybody? Anybody. <sighs> man, that's too tough, Ryan. Uh, <laughs> nah, cause man, I'm gonna say somebody and then I'm gonna forget somebody and. Then too many. Man, there's too many. Like, um, Warren G, um, Push, A Ball, MJG, um, I'd really love to get some production from Big Crit or some production from uh, MJG. Like that would be, that would be. Big um, Crit would be tight. Yeah. Well, no, I just listened to what I think I could do with their sound. Um, man, payroll, uh, payroll Giovanni from Detroit. I've lightly heard. Yeah, but no, what I'm saying is, yeah, I would definitely like to work with him. He's somebody, when he spits, he's motivated me. And ah, it's different between, like, um, okay, so if Pusher T paints a picture of 
something that <clears throat> you can have a vision of later. To me, payroll paints pictures that you can see right now. From, you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, he tells more stories of getting up and getting after it from, you know, where we're at to where Push is coming monster Lavish. level in the Rolls Royce and, yeah. you know. The Phantoms and the Yeah, Ocean wearing Wars. all white, you know, just clowning, <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, since you brought that shit up, I mean, what you think of that new shit? It ain't dry. It's almost dry. What the fuck? Man, I think his last three, they're all classics. The new one, uh, the Daytona, and uh, the Darkest Before the Dawn. Man, look, I don't know how that one went over or, or whatever, but dude, that album, the darkness before dawn. Yeah, it's called the darkest before the dawn. Um, dawn. Yeah, that album's a sleeper, dude. It's everybody, you know, said Daytona was the classic. You know what I mean? And it is. It's got what well, shit every joint on there's hard. Mm. I'm gonna have to revisit it. But that darkest to the dawn. Yeah. 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 It's just, man, I don't know how I feel about the new one. Like, I like it, and I don't like it. Really? Yeah, man. I mean, there's like, I don't know, man. I expected something totally different. It might be one you got to you gotta listen to I a couple times. I listened to it times. a few times, you know, and like, I'm not saying it's not tight, but... It's just like some of them, like, barely got drums, and it's real weird. You know what I'm saying? It's just like, it ain't what I expected. It's not what I'm used to, I guess. Like, I wanted, like, more of the just, like, old-school, hardcore shit. And, like, that fucking weird-ass laugh throughout the fucking album. You know what I'm talking about? Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's got some weird-ass little laugh, man. That shit's weird. It's like in all the songs, almost. It's just, I don't know. No, it's, I didn't it's totally that. different, bro. And, uh, yeah. I mean, I like it. And I love Kanye, but. You just expected it to be different? I expect, yeah, like, I expected it to be, I don't know, tighter in my opinion. Man, you know I, mean? I, I, I think you got to go back and listen to it again, <laughs> man. Because he comes in from the very beginning. Uh, I was out in Brambleton. At the, right, yeah. and, but to me, to me, all the joints, the one that he's got with Jay-Z and the Diet Coke, all that shit's got old school hip-hop feel. Uh, those are tight. Yeah, I like them. And the shit that he did with... Um, the song with Kanye and Kid Cudi, that song's you good. You like that? Yeah, I do. You like Kanye? Man, his verse it don't feel like his it verse seemed out of place, but I mean, Every verse everybody on it seemed out of place. Everybody gives Kanye the ultimate pass because <laughs> that, that's Kanye but, and he's going through some shit. I know, but fuck, <laughs> man. That was like just some of the shit I was thinking like, man. I like the like, song. Like that straight up wrote down so, Kanye off topic. Kanye off topic. <laughs> not, I ain't lying. No, I it is. Some notes. No, it is. It That's is. just like... But, dude, okay, so if I'm like everybody else, in my mind, Kanye gets a pass no matter what. <laughs> no, nah, I know. <laughs> It's cool. That's what I'm saying. It's cool. I like it. But it's like, it's weird. It's kind of weird to me, but... It's their art, so... Nah, um, man. To me, something like that, or, okay... If you look at, okay, what Kanye said on there, even though it was totally left field, <laughs> when you hear that verse, you're going to be able to remember the time, you know, yeah, nah, when that time and what was going on. It's tight, though. Nah, it is tight. <laughs> but 
don't know. You know what I'm saying? I just expected, like, I don't know. I missed the clips. My favorite, my favorite one's probably the darkest to the dawn. Yeah. I'm gonna go back. The to darkest the before the yeah, yeah. Check yeah. it out. So the two hundred three event center, man. You tell people what you do up there. Well, me and my guy Billy started out, you know. Up there on Sundays, he was doing shoes and I was doing uh, cards and uh, we both had merch. And um, like I said, we started doing it just one day a week. Um, and it started going pretty good, man. So about six, seven months in, we started doing it every day. And... Um, Shout out to Billy, man. He's got his own brand, Grind Life. And uh, he's steadily building up with the shoes, man. Like, what he's doing with the shoes is 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 dope, man. And uh, we keep a nice selection of the shit that people's looking for down there. Lately, I've been putting some jerseys and some, uh, some of the, you know, ball shorts and... Uh, summer stuff we like I said we both got our own t-shirts I always keep cards different stuff like that um collectibles just just different stuff man we're just just in there working it's just a little different than um actual you know store it almost has a flea market feel yeah. Um, I know I drive Billy crazy probably because Billy's real tight and uh, you know he keeps his displays his displays look super clean and stuff like that and then I got you know boxes just hanging everywhere it's yeah. crazy it kind of makes it it probably sometimes makes it a cool little mix but it's it's basically a flea market situation that's tight. Yeah, you gotta go to work. Yeah. Do you got any uh, projects, events, companies, people, anything you want to shout out? Say what's up to. Companies, events. Well, we got the big show August twenty seventh. Um. Shout out to everybody, man. Everybody involved. Shout out to the Pull Up Grill, 203 Event Center, Grind Life, uh, the Stabernacle Tattoos. Shout out to JoJo. Um, everybody else. Um, I got to follow up with it, but you know, uh, you ever had the tea? Milo's I haven't had it yet nah but I know everybody loves it okay well shout out to them because they're supposed to be sponsoring the event That's but right. yeah August 27th man we're pushing for uh, three or shit we this this is the most behind the scenes and getting ready to throw a show that I've ever put in um so yeah, August 27th, Devin the Dude, Paul Wall, Lil Flip, we got Chucky Work Clothes, we got uh, the homie Jai, we got One Trey Tone, Fat Don, Mike Bombada, um, Young Promise, mm -hmm. coming out of Vegas, man, that's our girl. Um, who am I forgetting, Grime? Uh, Grime, uh, you got Doe, Doe Fresh, yeah, yeah. He, he'll be out that, uh, that weekend, Big Dutta, yeah, yeah, man, it's going down, and people, people are getting me excited about it, man, people are stopping by the shop and saying, yeah, man, at the show, you know, we should do this and that, and you should set it up this way and stuff like that. So there's a lot of people involved. This is this is also coming into this. 
the most people that I've ever had involved, like really involved with the situation the way that it is. That's why, uh, man, we just got to follow through with it, Grime. Yeah. Like, I'm stoked, man. Excitement is an understatement, man. August 27th. Um, yeah. Shit. Shout out to um, Shark Living, man. Shout out to Bombada. Shout out to um, everybody, man. Shout out to Doe Fresh. Shout out to YP. Um, shit. Everybody, man. Like I said, everybody at the 203, everybody at the pull up, everybody that I work with, man, everybody that's getting involved with the show. Don't spend, a, don't ever spend no money, um, at that gas station on Raymond and Sherman, man. Don't give them a dollar. <laughs> I ain't been over there this time, but when we was promoting the Crooked Eye event or whatever, man, they really wouldn't let us or nobody put no promo in there. Well. So why would so why would anybody ever buy gas there? Like, don't ever do that. Come down <laughs> the way we got there's two gas stations, one on Churchman, one yeah, get yeah. some gas somewhere.